It's a frosty Melbourne morning and bikes are racing along beside me on Canning Street, a popular bike highway in Melbourne's north. Last year, with the streets mostly empty, the city of Melbourne fast-tracked its plan to build 40 kilometres of protected bike lanes in the city. And commuters like Ben have noticed. Um, I like riding my bike in Melbourne because the bike lanes actually, they, they've recently added a new one that goes all the way down Ligon Street, no, Rathdown Street, and it's actually much more safer. Moving down into the city itself, it gets more and more dangerous for cyclists. The Bicycle Network CEO, Craig Richards. There's a whole lot of um, taxis that would be pulling in, they'd be parking in a bike lane because it was an unprotected bike lane. Um, so bikes then would have to merge out into the general traffic. Richards says the council's plans to build these bike lanes were progressing slowly. That was until a little thing called the coronavirus came along and changed everything. So suddenly we had this massive problem. We had all these public transport users um, who were going to feel potentially uncomfortable getting on a train or a bus or a tram with a whole lot of people. So what are they going to do? If they all got in their car, um, then we would see absolute traffic chaos. So bikes were the answer, which we've known all along. But not everyone is happy. Shatana delivers food and supplies on Exhibition Street where a new protected bike lane was installed in October. If I don't get a parking, I have to go around like once or twice until there's a free parking if the, one of the cars gone. No, yeah, so it's kind of pretty hard trying to find a parking, especially when that came in, the bike lane. Peter Anderson from the Victorian Transport Association says loading zones have gradually disappeared over the last two years. He thinks the council should have consulted transport workers like Shatana before building the bike lanes. Those cyclists all want to have their coffee and their choice of cakes in the shop, but if they can't get the coffee and the milk and the sugar there, um, they don't get a choice. But Richards believes there is an overall economic benefit to having more bikes in the city. When you do build um, separated bike facilities, people's um, takings go up. And why they go up? One, it's a space issue roughly in the amount of space um, that you can provide for one car, you can provide for seven bikes. So suddenly you have seven times as many people um, and they can also stay longer. And Anderson and Richards do agree that the city can't go back to its pre-COVID normal. So we believe that if, if you banned all trucks during the, during the day and then allowed trucks in at night only, but allowed them to park curbside, we believe that there'd be a lot greater balance in the, in, in the demands of logistics and the demands of the city itself. And Craig Richards thinks that young people have a whole lot more choice now when it comes to getting from A to B. Back in the old days when people turned 18, um, they were desperate on their 18th birthday to get down to Vic Roads and get their driver's licence. You know, that's what people did in the 70s and 80s. That doesn't happen anymore. So many people now think driver's licence, oh, maybe one day I'll get it, maybe I won't. And they do want a choice. They want to be able to choose how they move around. But for young people, that choice is so important. And it's not just a matter of saying we're going to be railroaded into a car at the moment of our 18th birthday. Coronavirus lessons for the world's most livable city.